peaceful protests. We've all been raising awareness. Some of the injustice that we've been seeing is not okay. And as a young person, you gotta you gotta listen to our perspective. Our voices need to be heard. People are gonna look back. Our kids are gonna look back at this and say, "You were a part of that." I got a grandfather that marched next to Dr. King in the '60s, and he was amazing. He would be proud to see us all here. We gotta keep pushing forward. Sports are like the reward of a functional society. Sirius XM Sports presents Forward Progress, a weekly open conversation on race and sports in America. Here are your hosts, Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. Welcome to the debut edition of Forward Progress. Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. We both have had the pleasure of, of having these really raw, organic, tough, but necessary conversations in the NBA and NFL universe, Kirk. But how about this, man? Working for an organization like SiriusXM that realizes that we've got to keep pushing this conversation, that we have to put it in a permanent place, that we have to spread it over a bunch of channels to impact and reach as many people as we can. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, I'm glad to be teaming up with you, a guy who I've watched for a very long time and uh, continues to be a voice um, in sports. Right. A voice that we we listen. And when you hear it, like, oh, I know who that is. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm hoping to get there at some point, Jason. But uh, like I said, happy to be here as well. But you mentioned it. I think that right now we're in a um, an awakening, I think, in our country that we have never seen before. Uh, and it's not just uh, social justice where I'm just talking about 2020 in general. It's an awakening of uh, the pandemic, COVID-19. There, there's a lot going on within our country and it's made us for the first time. I don't know about you, Jason, because I feel like uh, you've been a guy who made me to do this as well. But I've had the for the first time in a long time, Jason, I had to press the pause button. Yeah. I haven't pressed the pause button in a long time. I was always press play and go. Sometimes fast forward, maybe a little rewind, but never pause. And that's what I've been doing lately. That's what 2020 has shown me is is pause and and see what's going on around you. See what's understanding. And it's you're realizing what life is really all about. This family, it's also the, the, the color of your skin. It's understanding, it's listening to others, being more compassionate, having empathy. These are a lot of things I think that sometimes it kind of get lost in the way because we're so busy in our bubble, right? I know the NBA is playing in a bubble, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, I, mean, I can even say, throw it back to you, Jason, is that you're seeing guys who are playing in the bubble in the NBA, and what are they all saying? A lot of guys are saying, I need to get checked up on my mental health because I'm here in a bubble and I want to affect change, but I can't do it here. What do I do? Like, I'm stuck here. I don't have my family normally. Uh, I'm just here. And they're realizing now, I think, what's important. And that's why I'm happy to be on this platform with you on SiriusXM because we're trying to figure out what's important, but also have an understanding on where we're at, where we're going, where we're heading. Because just when you think things are getting better, then you have what happens in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You have what's going on in the different protests uh, around the country where people who are protesting peacefully are, are dying, right? It's, it, it's just a lot. And I think that this is kind of our safe space, me and you, and we'll have plenty of guests throughout the time that, you know, we do this show just to be able to talk about their experiences. And, and for me, I just want to listen. 
you know, I'm going to have my opinions, but I can't wait to listen as well. Well, that's the beautiful thing we're going to get to do today. Dave Sims, the voice of the Seattle Mariners, uh, a voice of the National Football League on Westwood One, will join us in our next segment a little bit later. Uh, 10-year NFL veteran, uh, Dehani Jones. Oh, I can't wait to spend <laughs> some time Michigan, time man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, he'll <laughs> I, I spent a long time with Jawan Howard. Uh, the, oh, Michigan. yeah. <laughs> yes. Michigan's great. Just ask them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And as a son of the great state of Ohio, I'm, I'm rarely listening. Um, I don't know about you. These roundtables that we've had um, prior to coming together for Forward Progress, and everyone, this will be a conversation we have every single week uh, on SiriusXM, so make sure you, you, you find us on your favorite location. Um, it, it, it's, it astonishes me how simple this concept of what we really need uh, hit me. E.J. Emanuel was with me um, on one of the roundtables before the playoffs started. And he hit me with this simple kind of love. Mm. That if we inject love into communities, Mm -hmm. like if we inject love into these conversations, it sounds simple, but when you see the void of love in conversations, when you see the void of love in communities, in families, you see the result. The results are, they're they're devastating. When you have no love in a family, and then kids are are, are innately in search of it, belonging, acceptance, all that's wrapped in love when I talk about it this way, um, then what do they turn to? The very next thing they see. What's the next thing they see? Sometimes that corner right outside the house. What does that lead to? Belonging uh, in a different way, disguised as love. Sometimes it feels like it, uh, but you're kind of a part of oftentimes uh, a machine, a process, a money-making venture, whatever that is. On the other side, and, and, uh, and by the way, in the middle of all this, uh, is that are you looking at your blessings your resources, your opportunity. I'm talking black, white, Latino, Asian, what have you. Are you looking at these things as a purpose that you then can reach out and give to other people or extend a vision to other people? That's the love I'm talking about. And that's what we've almost got to jam into these conversations, even when people don't want it. I would say to go along with love, um, which is something I've been mentioning like during this pandemic is preaching more love, more love. But I think also too, that I think what wraps around that is understanding, right? It comes with love. And that's what the understanding is now. I, I, my wife will tell me right now, hey, you don't understand. Because there's always two sides of it, right? There's always how you feel and maybe we should understand how someone else feels. Okay, like how you may like something, someone else may not like it. And that and you got to have the understanding that it's not all about you sometimes. And that's what I think our country is going through is that oh. people's, hey, I'm right, you're wrong. That's, that's just right. what it is. But it's From like, the hey. to the masks. Yeah. <laughs> like anything, exactly. All of it is. I'm doing what I'm doing for me. And for that's, me. that's where we got to. But but that's what it, it goes to is that. Hey, I know that what you're doing, you don't like, but I'm going to do it because I understand what possibly you may be going through. 
And yet so much of what we're going on um, is basically going back and forth. Jason, it's going back and forth of politics, but then it's also sports. It's also, you know, the, the pandemic. It's like everything is now coming together and I'm understanding more. But to your point again, it's love that bears all that we need to do more of that as well. I'm so excited about uh, these diverse conversations we're going to have in the coming weeks. Uh, being able to bring these 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 black voices, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, others. Well, listen, we need that, that term ally means a great deal to me. Absolutely. I, I grew up in a very, very wonderful late 70s, early 80s childhood on a street that I think if, if Schoolhouse Rock could have drawn <laughs> what a Midwestern American uh, neighborhood in the suburbs would look like, it would look like the street I grew up on in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Um, but I also had a bicultural existence, uh, mm-hmm. an opportunity to understand the depths and difficulties of being black and the wonderful adventures that the majority of the majority experience. Mm-hmm. And in that tug of war of socioeconomic reality, man, and I learned some stuff along the way. So the great thing that we get to do, Kirk, over these uh, these programs or progress on these many platforms is going to be able to teach and, and help people understand. Yeah, and that's that, that's what I'm, I'm here for. Because like I said, not only do we get to speak it, but I get to listen, I get to learn and understand. That, that's that's what I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about, Jason, because there's a lot of people who I watched from afar but to get their perspective on and just how things are man like i'm excited man i really am let's take a quick break when we come back we'll start off with dave sims from the seattle manners the fantastic baseball voice who does some nfl as well when we continue here on forward progress forward progress continues it's kirk morrison jason jackson and we have the pleasure to be joined by the television voice of the Seattle Mariners, uh, a career that spans uh, from sea to shining sea, but has the pleasure of calling my favorite game. Dave Sims joins us now. Dave, basketball has paid all my bills, but my love is on a diamond. Jason and Kirk, good to be with you. Pete, good to be with you. Uh, yeah, basketball has been a big part of my life, but baseball, as you as we mentioned before you start rolling, my first love, man, growing up in Philly. Uh, became a Dick Allen fan back in the day. So, yeah, that, and Willie Mays. I mean, those are my guys, man. But before we get into some of the current events, uh, I, I, something we were talking about before we came on the air, uh, the, the joy of seeing black faces in this game. Oh, my God. And it, it, it has, there has been a gap, though. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly younger than you, sir, but during, during my childhood, as I was coming into the game of baseball, I think we had reached the height of black participation. Do we get up to 17%? Yeah. Yeah. And now single digits. Well, how have you watched it? Is there a change coming? Uh, what, what, what's your, your view of the young black baseball player? People have been telling me for eight years that it's coming. Well, I can testify to uh, the Mariners. We've got, I think on a 40 man roster, we have 10, 10, 11 guys, even with the recent trades we've made. I think we eight active, which is extraordinary. And at one point, we had a six-man rotation. Three were black, and we had uh, ones who we had one. Uh, we had one reliever. Um, it's gratifying. I mean, I, I, I can remember seeing Edwin Jackson one time when he came to town, and I just went up to him, "Hey, man, 
just want to say, introduce myself and just say hello. Nice to see another black face in baseball. So you don't, you don't have to worry about that in the NFL. <laughs> in the NBA, yo, what's up? What's up? It's baseball. When you get a chance to say, yo, what's up? It's like, oh my God. It's unbelievable. So it, it's a thrill, man. And, and as it is for me to be with you guys here today, this is terrific. It seems like the younger players, they have a voice now, but they're in a sport where it's still predominantly not, you know, the guys who look like them. And so yeah. it seems to stand out more when they do decide to go out and maybe protest or speak their actions. How have you seen that sort of change with the young dynamic of the up and coming baseball players who are African-American? Well, because we have the most <laughs> most African-Americans on on any team in the league right now, in the, in the game right now, the majors, uh, I, I give credit to them and I give credit to our, our uh, organization. They said, hey, speak out. And they told, you know, and, and, they, and I've spoken. They didn't tell me. I, I've done it. And uh, I've hosted several roundtables myself. And, and these guys are four square behind. Hey, man, social justice. Stop shooting us. Stop killing us. The whole thing. Let's stop the discrimination. Let's stop all the nonsense. I got to get rid of qualified immunity. I mean, you know, it's they have spoken out. D. Gordon has been a leader. He's the most veteran player in the team. Black player, man, what? I think he's the longest. I think he is the longest tenured player on the team. Certainly, wow. a black player. So, no, they our guys have been good, and and, and it, the NBA has been the leader in this. And we've sort of, you know, I, kudos, man. Then the NFL fell in line. Then the MLB fell in line. Uh, CC Sabathia and all those cats, they put a lot of stuff together. Better late than never, you know? And, and, and it, it's a time, and it's nice to see the activism uh, come back like it was in the 60s with Ali, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, and those cats. Dave Sims with us here on Forward Progress on Sirius XM. Dave, the television voice for the Seattle Mariners. You hear him on Westwood One calling the National Football League. And I want to take you back uh, to exactly what you were talking about. Uh, last week, Dave, when uh, everything went down with the Bucks' leadership of shutting down that game five against Orlando, then the entire night and then the entire next day, there were games uh, all over Major League base- Baseball um, that day that shut down. Obviously, the game against the Brewers and Reds in Milwaukee, as that was the centerpiece of what was going on in Wisconsin. As that was going on real time, what was your experience? Well, we heard about it, and I think, <clears throat> excuse me, Certain teams uh, reacted quickly, others didn't. I thought we, you know, again, baseball, we've been a little bit, you know, we've been trailing you guys in the NBA. But I was glad that you know, we got on the train and our guys voted, uh, what was that game last week in San Diego? said, Look, we're not doing this. And it was unanimous. It was team unanimous. And, I, and again, tip of the cap to Scott Service, the manager, uh, you know, Jerry DePoto, John Stanton, the CEO. I mean, those cats, they've done a, they have really opened up the door and said, Feel, you got nothing to be afraid of. Speak your truth. Go for it. And we support you. And that, is, that has really been, been interesting. Now, it, it, what was it? A couple of teams, like um, Jason Hayward, he sat out. And Matt Kemp sat out. And it was nice to see the next day. Some of the Rockies said, you know, we let our guy down. And they sat out the next day. So everybody eventually got a chance to speak their piece in that regard. You know, there's sign of uh, support for Milwaukee and, and their outrage at what happened in Kenosha. 
But I think when you think about Seattle right now, it's kind of been one of the epicenters of the social justice, the protests that the community is is seeing, not just African-Americans, but they're seeing people of, of all colors kind of come together. And so with that being the background for the Mariners, how do they not only continue to play baseball, which is what they do, but at the same time, not be deaf to what's going on outside of Safeco? Yeah, I don't think they're deaf at all. Um, um, I think, I mean, they got scheduled to play. Right. There's only so much they can do. I did have a march go by my apartment building two nights ago, like <laughs> 8 o'clock, 8.30. All of a sudden, I hear drums and everything, and they were protesting, and it was great. It was peaceful. Um, but I think these guys are very mindful of what is on what, what is on the table. We put together, I know when we had one in-house uh, round table where I led a discussion with all the black players and some of our brass and we threw some initiatives at them and they grabbed them and they had some of their own and we've got like seven or eight initiatives that either are up and running or about to be up and running working with the community one of them being supporting uh, underserved communities uh, and, and sponsoring uh, uh, baseball and softball and for travel teams you know how expensive tra- uh, travel teams are trying to do that stuff. We've never had, I think the time I've been here, it's my 14th year with the Mariners, we've never had a black intern. Say, yo, what's up with that? Yeah, right. I mean, I see looks in your faces. Yeah, what the hell's up with that? <laughs> wow. I mean, seriously? You know, well, we can't. Go go look for recruit people. Right. Um, you know, a scholarship to an HBCU. I said HBCUs have radio stations. They have dudes doing radio. Recruit them. Bring them in for a couple of weeks to look, you know, look around and let them see what, what it's like on this side. So I, 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 there, I think our organization, I'm, I'm proud of our organization, uh, of what they're doing. And, and it's an actionable stuff and I, all actionable progress that hopefully will be followed through with from you know, A to Z. Dave Sims with us here on Forward Progress. I don't want to leave out the fact that you're also the, the co-host with Coach K. Nick yes, sir. Going into year sixteen or seventeen now, and uh, boy, I tell you what, he he. After I think it was right after Mr. Taylor was killed, I, I logged on. I was finished dinner, and, I, and and there was Mike, a Black Lives Matter monologue, and he went off. Oh, I, right, he went off, and I called him. I said, "Hey, pal, nailed it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really did, and he was right. he was ticked. It, it, and I owe him another call. I got to call him. I talked to Jay Wright yesterday. I mean, there's a lot of great dudes. That, you know, I've been lucky to meet a lot of good guys. And and I heard the Flying Coach podcast. Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll. They interviewed Greg Popovich. Three white men who really, really get it, and they said they support. You know what. What we're you and the, the, the three of us are all about, and you know, and doing things the right way, and being on the right side of history. And Your NFL responsibilities. What have you begun to get a feel for what opening day is going to look like? Uh, and not the Thursday, but the Sunday when everything rolls out here in a couple of weeks. I hope they step up. I hope they do the right thing. Um, you know, there's not going to be any crowds, although Kansas City, I think, on Thursday said they may have 20,000 or something like that. But, you know, Goodell came out a few months ago and said he was wrong about you know, the whole Kaepernick thing. And 
I don't know, maybe he, he may want to repeat that or something along those lines. And I hope there is somebody, I don't know if it's Troy Vincent or somebody, one of the players will, will step up and say something. I, I don't know. I don't have a feel. I, you know, I'm not in contact with NFL people uh, as much as I used to be. But, uh, you know, the, the platform's there and the opportunity is there. Don't waste it. You know, Dave, I think one of the things that I'm trying to figure out, and I've been in contact with tons of people as well, is that how do we move forward, though? Right. This is forward progress. But what's the next step? It's tough because I know a lot of young athletes who want to get involved, but yet they don't know how. Right. And so that's I think the difficulty is that, hey, I want to protest. I want my voice to be heard. But How do I do it without affecting what I do? Because I also, and what I'm seeing too, Dave, you can help me out here, you as well, Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing guys like a Deshaun Jackson who, look, I, I know these guys and I know they mean well, but they're uneducated and sometimes in certain aspects of it. So they say things and all of a sudden, once that toothpaste is out the tube, you can't put it back. Right. And so I'm trying to make sure that how these younger generation, this younger generation can go out and do what they want in terms of have their voices heard, but still offer their opinion without having to offend other people. Yeah. Well, you got if you don't know, find somebody who does and learn. So as I said to to, uh, you know, for for white people, if you don't have a black friend, you may want to go get one and talk to them. and he, <laughs> am I lying or what? <laughs> it helps. It does help. It does help. <laughs> and, and the same thing regarding DJX. I mean, what he said about, you know, about Jewish people, I mean, talking about in baseball terms, talking about a swing and a miss. Whoa, right. dude, you know, you got to make sure you inform before you start going there. The thing we pitched to our front office and said, hey, man, you know, when, when, we, when I leave and when the players leave the ballpark, you know, the uniforms are off, the microphone's, microphone's gone, and we, we're black guys. Hey, those cops don't care. Somebody say, well, you're a celebrity. Celebrity, celebrity. They don't, right. they, you know, they, all I see is a black guy. And if, if I had something that was discolored on my car, I might get pulled up. Here's the thing. Education. It, it just, you got to ask questions. And one of the things we, we pitched, let's sit down with police brass. And have them and, and have a dialogue with them and have them disseminate what comes out of that through their ranks. Now, Carmen Best, who's been our, uh, our police commissioner, she just resigned. Matter of fact, the new guy took, took over today. We were going to have, and we still may be doing it, having a conversation with them because we have, I've heard various stories of our African American players' experiences they've had around the country being pulled over. And it seems like there should be, while we say DJX needs to get an edu- you know, educate himself about, uh, about the, whole, the whole Jewish thing, how about not all black people are suspects and proven guilty until proven innocent. Correct. And, and I think that is the approach that uh, certainly on, thank God for videotape, that we see now. Did you see there was a guy, there was a gentleman pulled over, black guy pulled over, had his hands up in the air was talking to one cop in front of him. Another dude comes back and kicked him in and ran up and like it was on it was on a, on kick coverage. Ran up and kicked him dead in the middle of the back. They jumped on him and and, and suppressed. Him. What was that? And of course in Kenosha, a guy gets shot seven times in the back at close range. I think those cats need a lot of those guys need some. I don't even call it sensitivity training, or whatever. But I tell you what, you better get get to a situation where you know you know we come 
in a broad spectrum, black, black Americans, a broad spectrum. We've got to get to be familiar with who the heck we are. I think that's part of it. And then you can take it. Then there's about a million ways you can take it from there. Dave Sims with us here on uh, uh, Forward Progress, the pride of Bethany College. <laughs> D3. <laughs> Take three little days now. The, the panhandle of uh, of West by God, Virginia, stuck in between Ohio and Pennsylvania, not too far from Cincinnati. Hey, take us there though. Take us there in those days. Your experience in school and oh, God. how I, go right on. I'll stop oh, asking. Oh man, it was small. Twelve <laughs> only twelve hundred kids. Small black population. I played football one year, returned kickoffs, finished third in the conference and, and, and kickoff returns. About midway through the season, I said, I like football, but you got to love football. I'm done. I know I want to get into broadcasting. I know I want to get into sports media. And that's what I did the next three and a half years. I did public address announcements. I was a sports editor to paper, sports director, radio station. You play by play for football and basketball. And, and, and it turned out, you know, you know, I had my good times. They asked, they asked me to take a leave of absence a couple of times because I was maybe a little bit too engaged in some social activities. So, you know, I, I was able to work my way back in and graduate on time. And if you don't uh, make mistakes, make it then, baby. Yeah, you ain't lying. That's the truth. And, you know, it, it worked out well. In a million years, I never thought I'd gone, gone there. I thought I was going to go to, you know, some big school, maybe go to a Big Ten or something. And But it worked out. I got no complaints. I'm on the board of directors now and... Uh, you know, no, Knockwood, God's been good. You know, one thing I, I noticed that there's been a, a lack of diversity in positions that you guys, <laughs> Jason it, and Dave, hold, right? <laughs> Trust me. Um, I, I've seen it throughout, right? And, and for me, it's similar in, in football, whether it's college football, the NFL. So I think some people don't understand kind of the, 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 the everyday fight in which that you guys have to endure more so not because of your job, but I would also say that there's not a, you don't get second chances, right? You know what I mean? Like, like no, it's every single day you're walking a fine line on, right, right. I have to do things correctly yep. because there is no coming back. There is no second chances for the position that I'm in. And then also you guys both, and I, I put myself in this category as well, that I have to leave it better for the next one because if I mess it up, then all of a sudden, ah, well, we went down that road before. I don't know if we can trust someone in that manner again. So I, I, I present it to you guys. How do you handle that every day to day, you know, just task of your job? Yeah, it was interesting what you said it because uh, guys like Mr. Robinson and Mr. Doby went through that. They, they knew they couldn't screw it up. And we, the three of us wouldn't be sitting there if they had screwed it up. God love them. Uh, I, I take an approach, a line I saw uh, from uh, credited to Joe DiMaggio. Joe, why do you play so hard every day? Because somebody's seeing me for the first time. That first impression is huge. And the other thing, it's almost like a, a Rubik's Cube. You know, black people, broadcast announcer for a major league team, NBA, NFL, they don't see it. And Jason, you probably got the same thing. You know, you hand to do this your credentials. You do what? You're the play-by-play -play guy? You're the pregame host? Right. I can't tell you how many times I had to bite my tongue and I wanted to absolutely verbally assault somebody for their, their lack of professionalism. It happened to me as an intern at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and, and I bit my tongue, and our beat writer, I'll never forget the late, great Bruce Kyden, 
he he went off on this guy. Some old dude. He said, oh, what do we got here? And he made some smart-ass remark. And he reported, right, he took it right to the top to the Phillies, man. Yeah. And, and Kirk, to your point, in baseball, I think I'm the third or fourth African-American to be a, uh, a media voice on TV. Third or fourth to be a TV voice of a major league baseball team. Bill White, Greg Gumbel, Paul Olden, Nate. That's four. And then, and then lead announcers in baseball as we speak, Robert Ford on radio in Houston. So it's the two of us. And we got Mike Claiborne does wraparound and does some games in St. Louis. And that is about it. Uh, we got Chris Singleton, uh, Kenny Singleton, do color. Kenny does some play by play and he's excellent at it. I don't think I'm going to get the 10. <laughs> you know? And the NBA, how many, I mean, you're, Jason, you've been hosting for a while. Yeah, three uh, three African American host reporters, if I'm not right. Myself, and then in DC and Andre in uh, in Atlanta, and then, yeah, and then play by play, play by play. You got is, Kirk. You got Kirk. Uh, what's the Collins guy in uh, Ed Collins in in Charlotte? Charlotte Jonesy's brother in Toronto, right? And that and Gus, and Gus used to do. Uh, and the Knicks, but that's it. Right. NFL, and then, and then Mark Mark Jones himself. Jonesy, okay, Mark Mark, right? And then the NFL doing play by play. You got Greg Gumbel. It was me doing radio for years. JB in the studio. JB and Kurt in the studio. Yeah. And Greg's the only one. NBC does not have. ABC does not have a black NFL play by play. You have Tariko, who's now over at uh, NBC. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Hey man. By the way, the fact that we can do this, Kirk, speaks right. to it, right? Right. Yeah. Like I'm literally mean. looking at a family uh, reunion map. Seriously. <laughs> 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 and then you know Pookie now, and then we shouldn't even be able to do this. And like, that's, you that's the, on both hands, man. But, but I think that's 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 kind of kind of the point, though. Is yes, like sir. for a guy, for me, and I feel like I'm still young in this business. But like I look up to you guys. Like I see you guys. You know what I mean? I'm like, man. I, and I think people see you, and they don't know what it took to get to the positions that you yeah, were in, right? People hey, think that it. it's it's handed to you. <clears throat> and I'm like, trust me, I've been in this business eight years. When I retired from the NFL. I already kind of had a hand or a foot in the door already because this is always what I wanted to do. Like I, nice. I was a broadcaster. I called my first game my junior year of college, right? You know when they can get that, that free uh, free labor from you when you're yes. in college. Yeah, so you can go to yes. Yeah, so I, I got on that internship like you guys were mentioning. I, I wanted to intern and be a part of it because. I, I love the behind the scenes. I love the way that the, the cameras worked. I love the way um, the, the monitors worked, right? The, the, the reels, all of that. And so I kind of had an idea going forward. Now, I played in a professional, I mean, in the, in the major league, I mean, in, in the NFL, in a professional sport. But I always knew that because I was always told, again, you brought up Troy Vincent earlier. I'll bring him up again. Troy told me, you're going to spend more time out of the sport than you will in the sport. No question. And that, man, that hurt my soul because I think every player thinks, oh, they're going to play for X amount of years. And man, it, the game is going to go on without you. So what do you do in terms of find your, 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 your life within it? And so a lot of my friends, they say like, oh man, how can I get into the business? How can I? And I'm like, dude, I'm looking at guys 
who have been doing this for 15, 20, 30 plus years and are still kind of scratching the surface right on to getting that. to that level. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I think it's not narrated enough, just the, 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 the obstacles that you guys have had to face just to be in the positions that you guys are both in. Yeah, 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 so true, so true. Yeah. Hey, hey, thank you, buddy. We appreciate hey, it. Good to see you guys, man. You're very welcome. This has been great, man. All the best. Kirk, hey, good luck. Hey, if you, if you ever need anything, man, Jason got my number. Call me, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That guy that plays uh plays for the uh, the football team out there, he's he's pretty good. It's Russell Wilson, man. He, he's pretty good in Seattle. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, he's the unofficial mayor. The other official mayor. And I see all these cats. I go to the driving range, go to golf, get ready, go play some golf now, and I see a million people wearing threes, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, good Thanks to see you guys. Here on Forward Thanks, Progress, when we come back, uh, words from the NFL commissioner about the black community. We'll dive in deeper when we continue here on Sirius XM. Forward Progress continues, and our next guest, he is a national champion. And, and for a decade, uh, took, took people to the turf in the National Football League. Dahani Jones joins us here on Forward Progress with Kirk Morrison and Jason Jackson. Dahani, great to talk with you. Uh, apropos, one of the people we wanted to have on the debut edition of Forward Progress. As you look at things through, let's take the first, the wide prism of sports. And the impact these young men are trying to make, and women, we should note, uh, uh, from the WNBA and the boycotts that they've provided uh, in, in the last few uh, days and weeks. Uh, what's your view of uh, these young people and demanding more from all of us? Well, I think the most important thing to realize is, is that, you know, this is a, this is a critical time in, in our world and our society. And I think that the notion of those that are now waking up is actually coming into fruition is, is important. I think that uh, even I played as, as a player um, and Kirk played as a player. You know, there's a, there were some things that were happening in the world and, and maybe we were moving at such a pace that maybe we didn't see as much, right? Maybe we didn't feel as much and maybe we didn't have as much time to react and maybe um, it was a different time. But now that everything has slowed and people have realized and people have developed a perspective, people have also realized that they have a platform of which uh, to utilize and to apply pressure um, and activation um, with those that are not just themselves, but those that follow um, alongside with the way that they've been thinking and have been a part of their journey as well. Yeah, you mentioned pressure. Um, do you feel that now the pressure is being put on a lot of uh, people who have that voice, who didn't know before, but it's like now I need to go out and, and do something, right? I, I need to go out and let, make my voice heard. Is there pressure now for more African-Americans, especially guys such as yourself, a former player, or having that voice, whether it's in media, to go out and preach that message? Are people leaning to you for that? There's going to be pressure all around. And I think in some way, shape, or form, and I was talking to a friend of mine about that the other day, you should be able to have the choice. You should be able to have the choice if you want to go out and you want to talk proactively, right? You should also have the choice whether you want to just be able to contribute. You should also have the opportunity to just sit and have conversations with those you feel are um, in your close circles and decide how you wish to put forth your effort. 
right? But I do think that there's a pressure because there's a, a there's a weight, there's an inherent book that you carry because of the fact that you play this game and because you sit at the center of attention. That's an unfortunate part, but, but something that you should be grateful for. But I think that the way that you're able to utilize your platform, that should be your choice. Donnie Jones with us here on Forward Progress. Uh, the commissioner of the National Football League, one Roger Goodell, notes that the NFL stands with the black community in the fight for racial justice, uh, citing the latest police shooting that we are identifying. Uh, in Kenosha, Washington. He said the incident has, quote, brought forth more feelings of anger, frustration, anguish, fear for many of us in the NFL family. We know that uh, you're going to have the two slogans in the end zone. Uh, you're going to have $250 million over the next 10 years uh, from the NFL to, um, let's just say, uplift social justice initiatives. Mm-hmm. Where are you on where the commissioner and the league is going? Look, $250 million is not zero dollars. Right. Uh, Being able to put Black Lives Matter or any other um, support on the field means something. Right. Um, And to be able to put out a message like that, I don't think that would have happened, if you will, had not so many people came together and aligned themselves. Right. And And I think that uh, there's also something important in that, uh, you, you know, there was a conversation about, you know, Goodell saying that he wished he had had more conversations with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, it, it takes a lot to admit these things. And people think that it's just, you know, internal PR and them saying that he should say something. It takes a lot, right? Because things are on record. Things are out there. They're publicized. And now you have to make good on the things that you say, right? And I think that, a lot of people say, well, $250 million is not a lot of money, right? But I believe it's a step in the right direction. Some people say, well, it should be a billion dollars. Well, let's first get to the $250 million. Mm-hmm. Let's put forth that money into the right hands of the right people. Let's see change and then let's add, right? Um, it's, an, it's an investment and it's a, a choice that now they've made in order to be able to do that. So I always look positively when people say they're going to do things. I always look positively when people you know, put their money where their mouth is and they're going to actually do something. And, and I never look and say, you know, that's not enough. I need more. Let's do something with what we have and allow our world to move forward from this moment so that we can all become better as people. You know, Dahani, one of the things I've always admired about you, not just as a football player before that, in your leadership roles, but I admired that you're well-versed in politics as well, that you're able to decipher uh, what's political, what's non-political, how can you be involved, how you can also, you know, figure out what avenues to go in in terms of uh, having your voice heard. So when you think about now where we're at, how do you best decipher between politics, protests, understanding, kind of all of it in the whole entire prism? I would look at it just like the kaleidoscope it is. Mm. You know, every day, sometimes you have to adjust it a little bit to the right and to the left, and it's going to be a little bit different. And I think that all of those pieces of both politics, policy, people, players, sports, media, they all go into this into this bucket. And one of the things that I always try to impress upon people is that we're all still working through it. We're all right. still trying to figure it out. We all are, are or don't get it completely, right? And we're still unpacking 
sort of the packages that have been left on uh, on the porch of so many people's houses, if you will. Right. right? Mm-hmm. We're still we're still we're still looking underneath the tree and finding more information. What's hard about it is we want a solution now, and the reality of it is going to take time, and it's going to take energy. And I remember President Barack Obama. Right there over my shoulder. <laughs> there he is, uh, holding my jersey when I play on the Bengals. Uh, but you know, he did a town hall meeting, and I loved it. And he talked about people that need to be on the front lines, but then people that need to do the follow up. You know, if you, if you unpack just that phrase, that just that means that there's a lot of people that might throw stuff, but then there's some people that need to catch stuff and be able to have those conversations with people. And I, that's that's kind of how I impact that people policy. Um, player and, and time of where we are, where we stand now. Honey Jones with us here on Sirius XM's Forward Progress. I gave you the wide view coming in. I want to get you the narrow. View. Are you about to about to narrow? I'm narrow bring the it in a little bit. Woo, okay, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> right. We haven't seen stuff like this since the '60s. When you have the Milwaukee Bucks shut down the playoffs, uh, led uh, to more games obviously being held for two days, the WNBA boycotting games, Major League Baseball boycotting games, practices and scrimmages boycotting. I'm using the right word, by the way. I don't want to hear about suspension or cancellation. These are boycotts. The mm. National Hockey League mm. found their way into this equation. Mm. Uh, it, it was... Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton oh, on the podium. Okay. Lewis Hamilton on the podium raising yeah. his fist, okay? That's, a, that's an industry that a lot of people don't really talk about. And that yeah. is a brother Informative. that wins right. every time. Every single time. And every single time he gets up and he takes a knee and he raises his fist, that's a, that's a strong statement that he was making yeah. on, in a worldly, worldly sport, right? Um, but you're right, and and I know you were going to get to a question, but I just kind of got yeah. wrapped up in no, 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 no. just talking about Lewis Hamilton. But I, I I think you know you're right. This is this is this is a this is a locked in time and a and a moment, as I keep saying, where players have a platform, and the owners. You're starting to see different owners in their perspective. You know, you're starting to see management in their perspective. You're starting to see commissioners in their perspective. You're starting to see people in their perspective. Like I said, these are still the presents that still have yet to be um, unwrapped. And they're the, they're the boxes on your porch that have still yet to be, you know, to go through. But we're seeing the light of the, of the tree. Yeah. And that's the boycott, right? And you're starting to see the people start to take notice, right? And that's the boycott. Right. Um, but the follow up, I keep I keep impressing upon that. Right. Because without action, without without solutions to an action and without um, strategies to a solution to an action is just an emotion. I need to see the fulfillment of the promise. I need to see um, the change in the policy. I need to see people sitting at the table that are writing into law. The things that everybody is essentially asking for. Donnie, with all the people listening right now, um, how would you kind of put yourself, a young Dahani Jones, into today's world? How would you kind of navigate through these waters right now for the people listening? How would you navigate through what's going on right now? 
the young Dahani Jones. Yeah, like <laughs> the young Dahani Jones was crazy. I'm telling you, when I when I was in college, I I was crazy. But I love that young Dahani Jones. Um, I don't know what the young Dahani Jones would do. I know what the Dahani Jones of now and the young body would do. I would read. Okay. I would take time and I would actually understand. I, I think that there is. Um, a category of emotion that a lot of people are operating underneath right now without um, information. Yeah. And you need to be able to sit at the table with those that are far right, far left, right of center and left of center in order to gain perspective. Um, I think, you know, people need to understand where our history has been in order to understand where we need to go into the future. And the, the, the fact is, you know, I gave a, a speech to the greatest university of the, of the world, the you know, University of Michigan, uh, oh. established in 1817. I just want to make sure you all yes. knew that uh, <laughs> it's the greatest university in the world. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a commencement address, but it was just the incoming freshmen. And uh, I got asked to speak to them. And I spoke to them like five, seven minutes, a quick speech. But and I talked about three basic things and. The one most important piece that I said to them is you need to be able to sort of mind the moment, right? You need to be able to mind the moment. I mean, we move so fast in this world, right? We move so fast. Everything happens, boom, and it's done. We're moving on to something else, right? You don't even have enough time in order to absorb the information that you just learned two seconds ago in order to be able to learn the information that you learned 10 seconds ago in order to move forward you know, an hour from now, you don't have enough time in order to process it. But right now, if we've learned anything during these unfortunate times, you know, due to COVID, is that if you be still and you listen and you watch and you absorb, you'll become that much more, you know, as people say, woke, but I'd just say educated. Yeah. And then you can make the right decision about what is supposed to happen. And then you can start to dive into the humanity of it all. Right. And I don't think a lot of people are, are doing that, but I would invite the young Dahani to explore the humanity of it all, to be able to have those conversations and not to get emotional. Mm. Right. Get intelligent. Dahani, we appreciate you joining us for our debut edition of Forward Progress. So you'll come back. Oh, you know what? If you all have me. You know, I, you know, I'm, I, you see all these books on, on my shelf. I'm yeah. starting to read through all of them. One of the things I've been doing during uh, this this COVID time is, is I know that the world is going to be a different place when when we all kind of make our way through, right? So we all have to be different as well. And so just just as much as you might work out, you know, you might as well train. You know, you 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 know, you might be on calls. You have to nourish that that mind. And, and those that have nourished their mind that come out on the other side of, of all this will, will be those that truly sit at the table and have discussions about where our world needs to move forward. But, you know, I, I, in, in alignment with your show, I would, I would love to be back um, if, uh, if you all have me. Absolutely. And, uh, my brother, I'll absolutely. bring my, my jersey. You and Barry are always welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Tahani Jones, we appreciate you joining us to Dave Sims. Thank you for stopping by on the debut edition. Uh, for Kirk Morrison and our producer, Cornell Brown. I'm Jason Jackson. We'll talk to you next week.